Hi, Yancy. You're number one. You're number one. <laughs> Good morning, my friend. Hi, baby. <laughs> Do you have a nice full belly, BP? Or did you just eat cereal again? <laughs> Hi, Cuddles. Sweet Super Sam. Sweet Super Sam has got me saying S's this morning. <laughs> Hi, Super Sam. And Rag Uzats, welcome. Good to have you. <laughs> Sweet Super Sam got me. It's good to see you. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, I'll have to check. You had breakfast. You, you weren't you weren't eating the cereal like the rest of us, huh? <laughs> he always has something yummy to eat. All right, I'm going to get this greeting out of the way. Hello, welcome to the Dina Joe podcast. I'm DJ Dina Joe, your friend, coming to you from the Mile High City, colorful Colorado. Thank you so much for joining my show today. You all are the best. If you're listening on the download, you hit the follow button so you can come in and join us live sometime. I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 45 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, and I have the best people in the chat. So, um, thank you again for your continued love, support, like, shares, and download. So, yeah, today is Motivational Monday. <laughs> so, we'll have some, um, of course, the word of the day and motivational stories trending. And we'll play uh, Monday also with music. And we're continuing with the rock theme. So, that'll happen around 8.30. So, currently... Um, well, you know, it's Monday, August 21st, and in Denver right now, it's 67 and sunny, 67 and sunny, with high of 95. Um, there's three different alerts um, in Denver going on. Fire warning, um, heat advisory, and um, air quality. Air quality is not that well. And, um, So, for my Canada, um, for my family out there in Welland, Ontario, um, gosh, I wish so far away. <laughs> it's currently 71, mostly cloudy. The skies will be mostly cloudy, and you'll get to a high of 76. Um, I think it was in Kimberly that it was even going to rain a little bit. It doesn't show. Yeah. So we're PP in Elwood, Pennsylvania, 70, mostly cloudy, um, expect partly sunny skies, um, a high of 87 on this humid day. So you're going to be humid too. Hi, Spirit Talk with Lizzie. Good to see you, Spirit. Good to see you. All right. And then for my beautiful friends in Arizona, um, Tucson 75, it's actually, gosh, you guys are under 100. 75 and it's actually raining right now. It'll be a high of 93. Um, the heat's all gone to the peasants. 
Phoenix, um, 81 and cloudy. Watch for scattered rain showers, high of 95. Yeah. Coffeeville, Kansas. Dang, I didn't know you guys got this hot and humid. Um, I guess humidity really struck me. I just didn't, I just figured, I always thought humid was like in the south. But oh no. Um, Coffeeville, Kansas, 76 and sunny. Um, a high of 105. And humidity at 80%. So, ole mole. <laughs> you are going to be as your friend, your, um, What's his name? Carlton Moist Carlton would say. It's going to be very moist out there today for sure. So um, I always like to start the day with word of the day, quote of the day, a little bit of encouragement in this world of hate that we live in. So my word for the day is adversity. And I kind of picked this, um, if you follow the Dina Joe podcast page, which I hope you do. Um, I posted a little short story on there of um, an acquaintance of mine who um, made this short story about um, people with uh, Down syndrome. So uh, please, if you can go and give it, it's like three, a little over three minutes long. And um, I have a story about somebody who um, overcame adversities, who Hands random after talk about adversity. So here we go. Um, adversity, difficulties, or misfortune. The quote that goes with it is sometimes you need to grow and achieve better by suffering adversity than by comfort and tranquility. Let me turn this down a little bit. <laughs> Alright, in fact, uh, it's a fact of life that difficult times will come. Adversity, unfortunate, um, is unfortunately part of life, whether we like it or not. We all encounter challenges, struggles, difficulties, and there is nothing fun about it. When we are faced with a crisis, it can be difficult in the moment to imagine the experience will eventually lead to some type of growth. While there are certain people that are able to easily deal with hardships in life, some others break down at the first sign of difficulty. I will be reading, uh, like I said earlier, about, I'll be reading the story about a young man who overcame uh, his difficult adversities in life in the weightlifting world. So, there is research done that shows that past adversities can help you persevere in the face of current stress. During this research, 2,300 people were asked to report their lifetime exposure to lists of negative events. What was discovered is that people who experienced adversity reported better mental health and well-being and higher life satisfaction over time compared to those with no history of adversity. That is why the term can mean many different things to different people. Um, for instance, a person suffering a debilitating injury and learning to walk again is a far different situation than one who repeatedly fails at work. Um, they're not comparable. In either case, each person has to be a victim or come up and face a particular scenario. Um, going through these past struggles can help you become more resilient. Um, 
there is, we name everything, and I guess this one is called PTG, post-traumatic growth is what it's called. Um, it is ex an experience of positive change after going through a significant stressful event. So that is what PTG means. Um, here is what we, they found that people tend to report after experiencing a significant stressful event. Um, a renewed appreciation for life, enhanced personal strength, stronger, more significant, meaningful relationships, spiritual growth, and recognizing new paths for their lives. Um, but not always. Some people just kind of sit and wallow in it and don't kind of move forward. Um, this definitely doesn't mean that people emerge unscathed from their experience. Many still are dealing with pain. They just um, do not bathe in it. Going through adverse times helps build self-confidence um, and your ability to overcome obstacles and challenges and succeed. You went through an unpleasant experience and survived. If you're able to think about stress or like challenges and less like a threat, you will experience less depression and anxiety and higher levels of energy and life satisfaction. If your world feels out of control right now and your struggles excuse me, are at an all-time high, know that those past struggles, even the small ones, have given you some ability to manage this current one, even if it doesn't feel like it right now. Adversity never looks pretty. Some days you just have to get Go knee deep through the crap as best as you can. In the end, it is how we all rise to the occasion and carry out the necessary steps so we can move forward. Just remember, as long as you are trying and not wallowing and being a victim, you are doing the best you can at that moment. Keep trudging through it. I believe in you. So there you go. Adversity. Um, and you all. Me. I'm just trying to be out there to uh, teach you guys something that is uh, something in my heart. You know what I mean? I'm a woman. Okay. So yeah, that was adversity. Um, and I said a good weekend. I hope so. Um, it seems to go by so fast. Let me turn that off. <clears throat> seems to go by so fast. Um, so, um, I was telling you about uh, the story that I put on the Facebook page about, um, it's like a little short movie story um, about Down syndrome. And the first story, hi, Jimmy, how are you? Um, on Positive um, Motivational Monday, um, I have, I want to say hi to Jimmy and then I forgot. I know I said hi to Lizzie, but I like to put it in the chat too. So, um, if I can type, uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, holy moly. Um, oh, the, the short story. So the movie it's on the Facebook page. And then the story about the power lifter with Down syndrome, um, it, it was just, 
it made me happy to see it. it says powerlifter with down syndrome hailed as an inspiration after overcoming his challenges to win european gold and um uh, it's this is the story about him. A British powerlifter with Down syndrome is a walking, pressing, squatting inspiration to all who watch him compete. He just bagged his fifth gold medal of his career um, at 127 pounds. Um, Dan McGowley took first place in European Bench Press Championship, posting 154 pounds classic, 198 equip, equipped, meaning with a weighted belt and gloves, which was um, the new personal best. The 33-year-old who was told he'd never achieve anything, and I freaking hate that so damn much because I can't tell you how many people said that to my son, Aaron. Um, who said you've never achieved anything, was already a world champion, four times Commonwealth champion and British champion before his European debut earlier this month in Bordeaux. Um, Dan, um, who has autism and is deaf in his left ear, underwent two rounds of open heart surgery when he was a toddler. He came as many obstacles as he could imagine um, to take the double gold for class and equipped. Loads of people have said to us that, that they go to work and come home after a long day and it's all um, it's an effort to go to the gym, said his mother Judith, um, who is also a power lifter. Um, but that they but then they see Dan there smiling and laughing and despite all of his problems and it gives them the motivation that they need. Um, Dan was temporarily wheelchair bound and first got into powerlifting more than 10 years ago when he visited the gym to lose weight. He won his first gold medal at an international competition during the powerlifting Common Commonwealth Championship back in 2015. Um, when he power lifts, he, he's like carrying out the same routine over and over again, and it comes naturally to him, his mother said. When he's underneath the bar, the bar doesn't know him from anyone else. There is no distinction made because he's got no problem. Um, he is just a brilliant person. He loves the sport, and everyone around him supports him doing it. So, um, yeah. Hi, short pants, Robert. Don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do anything. That is just, you know, don't listen to those people. Those are the those are the people that you actually do not need in your life. Um, that should be a clue to cut them out right away. Um, because yeah, it's just um, I don't like any of that. That just makes me so mad. So uh, he he it just inspired me that he was able to go through his adversities and. Um, not let somebody tell him he couldn't do it. So yeah. Yay. Yay. Dan. So there you go. That is about Dan. Um, the next story that I have and y'all, if I'm, if anybody's calling in, I'm not ignoring you. I'm going through back and forth through screens and I'm not on the one screen the whole time. So I can't see, um, this story, it says, watch the magic when NFL icon Leonard Fournette, um, dotes on kids with disabilities at a camp. Um, 
sorry, I had no idea who this guy was. Um, but it says Leonard Fournette uh, may be a Super Bowl champion on the football field, but last week he was a superhero for kids at a special summer camp where he stole the hearts of campers and staff. Um, this is the greatest thing I've done thus far, said the former Tampa Bay Buccaneer running back. Um, camp Semcha in Gay Spray, New York has become a summer haven for children of all ages who are dealing with either cancer, um, disabilities, or in chronic medical condition, conditions. Administrators kept the visit a secret until the NFL athlete arrived by helicopter to a roaring enthusiasm. Um, he spent the day, uh, let's see, Fournette led football drills with his signature heart and energy and danced with the campers in a lively makeshift nightclub. Um, he also shared an uplifting speech with the campers, urging them to keep showing their incredible spirit and signed autographs and posed for pictures, ensuring that each child had a memorable experience. We're all family now, he said, promising to return because he enjoyed himself so much. To see the sheer joy and happiness in our campers' eyes are, as they dance and interact with him was generally heartwarming. So, yeah, you can do good. Um, and he, he played um, Jacksonville and Tampa. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I love Mondays when we can read these good stories because it starts you off Monday morning, going to work and dealing with all that crap. You're full of goodness. So, um, yeah, I hope this is inspiring to you all too. Um, and I believe it was Aaron. Um, it could have been, I kind of remember Yancey saying something about these guys' names too. Um, but this is a cute story. Make a wish helps a 10 year old boy become a Savannah banana for the day. That team, the Savannah banana, they're what is it? Is it a minor league baseball team? Savannah bananas. So um, yeah, on August 3rd, Mark Swangy Lane signed a contract with the baseball's one and only Savannah bananas. It was a dream come true for the 10 year old from Massville, Massachusetts, who suffers from seizure disorder that causes several hundred seizures a day. Uh, the road to Savannah wasn't easy for the Lane family. It took three years of testing and misdiagnosing to identify that Mark has a genetic mu uh, mutation so rare that his is one of only three documented cases in the world. Um, as such, there are currently no FDA-approved treatments for his condition. Mark is extremely sensitive to light and often wears sunglasses and a hat to limit seizures. Though his peers on the baseball field teased him for it, an older girl shared that she thought his shades and gave him a swagger and nicknames him Swaggy. Um, the, that was where his nickname Swaggy was born, it said. So his his little uniform says Swaggy number 10 on it. And you should see his face. He's got this, oh, like he's all excited about it. Um, outgoing and fun-loving Mark is a big fan of Savannah Banana uh, because of their groovy antics and dance numbers made popular on social media. 
I've never seen them, but I guess they do do dances and stuff. Make-A-Wish Massachusetts and Rhode Island um, partnered with Make-A-Wish Georgia to bring Mark and his family to Savannah for two days for special activities. Um, he met the team, learned their dance moves, and was part of the game day activities on August 3rd at Grayson Stadium. The fifth grader also participated in batting practice, danced with the players, and even served an official Savannah Banana Hype Man on the shoulders of player Noah Bridges. So there you go. More good stories. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then um, a couple more. <laughs> I'm going to feel you guys. I'm going to feel as I'm dropping things. I'm going to fill you guys all up. This next one, um, it's kind of like what I was talking about on Friday about people. Um, when something is happening and helping it stop, this guy, uh, um, hero army soldier stops a violent attack on a woman and he receives um, Soldier's Medal Award. Sorry, let me bring this up. <clears throat> it said on July 19th, Specialist Renee J. Rodriguez of El Paso native and Army Combat Medic was recognized for his heroic actions during a Soldier's Medal Award ceremony, ceremony for saving a woman from a brutal assault. Um, leaving his barracks that afternoon, Rodriguez was headed to North Shore for the weekend when he noticed a woman being violently assaulted outside a coffee shop in Wahana. It wasn't only a violent act he saw, but the crowd of bystanders and looker-ons doing absolutely nothing. And this is what I was talking about on Friday. With complete disregard for his own safety, he made the decision to intervene. Putting himself between the attacker and the woman, Rodriguez took the brunt of the attack, shielded the woman while encouraging her to climb into his vehicle. He, the attacker, came back around, opens my door, opens the passenger door, pulls the lady out, begins beating her up again. Um, I ran out of my driver's side, got on the passenger side and pushed him and, and he pushed back. Um, his pushing and shoving allowed the woman to get back in the car. Um, I'm about to sit down. The army specialist continues and this is when he punches out the window and attempts to pull out. So I look to the side and I see that he's trying to unlock the car at this point. Um, this is where I start driving and I, I put it in drive and just drove away. Um, introduced in July of 1926, the Soldier's Medal is the highest Army individual decoration honor a soldier receives for an act of valor in a non-combative event. Over 18,500 soldiers have received the decoration since its inception. Um, of the 18,500 soldiers that have received the award, only 241 in the regular army have been so honored around um, or around about 1 20th of 1% of all soldiers on active duty, it says. Receiving the Soldier's Medal is a humbling experience that reminds me of the values we hold dear as soldiers. Courage, selflessness, and dedication to a greater good, Rodriguez said in a statement. So um, yeah, it's hard to see when, when things like that 
nowadays are going on because you never know who who's going to have a gun or a knife or anything like that. It's just, it's scary, but sometimes it's just, you, you, like he said, he knew that was part of what he, um, signed up for, you know, that was what, that was what it was all about. Um, Oh, thank you, BP. I just got the top 10 banana, Savannah, top banana ball movements. I'm going to check those out. I wish I could do that and put them on here so you guys could see it. Um, welcome, T-Z-C-K-T-W-M and Eddie. Good to have you. So, um, yeah. So try, if you see something and you can definitely help, help, or at least call. Don't, I mean, the people that stand there and videotape things, I just don't get that. I just don't understand their mentality of who they are. Just, I just don't get it. All right. And so last, last positive story that I have for you today. And I love this one because I remember, well, we didn't do messages in a bottle, but we did like the time capsules. Um, this story, it says dozens of messages in a bottle tossed by a Nantucket fisherman are found all around the world. So it says Miss Cassidy Beach was recently the latest in a long chain of people to be walking along a beach or a harbor and see a green bottle with a letter in it. This one she found on the beach um, is an archipelago of Turks of Caicos, um, South Caicos Island in the Caribbean north of Haiti, um, dated September 20th, 2004. It was cast adrift by Mr. Pennell Ames, a com commercial fisherman from Nantucket. Um, between 2000 and 2006, Ames threw hundreds of these bottles off his boat into the Great South Channel. I'm surprised somebody didn't say he was littering. Um, they were all washed up and have been found in Portugal, Spain, France, Ireland, Great Britain, Florida, and all over the Caribbean and Canary Islands. Um, 80 people have taken the time to remove the artificial corks, um, read the letters inside, and write back. Um, together with his wife, Shannon, and their two daughters, Penn Ames perfected the technique of preserving pen papered inside glass and had Ever, and every once in a while enjoyed pulling a strange letter out of the mail and reading where the bottles have arrived. Uh, it says, you've got mail and you kind of know you're going to get bills and familiar stuff from people that you know, Miss Ames told the world. But then all of a sudden you get an envelope and you go, oh, wow, I don't know this person. It's a bottle letter. So they um, put together this huge um, notebook you know, with all the scraps and all the letters are getting a scrapbook, I guess, um, to save the postcards and news articles and envelopes and photographs and things that they get from the people that have written back. Um, and then the last one was this, that lady, she actually came and then to meet them. Um, she went to um, Nantucket and met them and, um, was able to, to read all the letters. It was kind of cool. So I just remember doing the time capsules. I never, we never did the message in the bottles, but the whole, you know, putting stuff in a time capsule and putting it in the earth, that kind of thing. We did all of that, but um, yeah, 
thought that was kind of cool. So there you go, guys. Those are your motivational um, stories for the day to get you going on this Monday. Yay! <laughs> we tied notes to balloons. Oh, well, those didn't go very far, did they? <laughs> did they go? Did you ever get a response back? <laughs> Hi, Dana Garcia. Good to see you. Um, did you ever get a response back from people? See, we never, um, never got it. Oh, helium balloons. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. I mean, yeah, we've never, I guess, I don't remember what we actually put in the time capsules, to be honest with you. Um, yes, from hundreds of miles away. Oh, that's pretty cool. We did it in school. See, I was going to say, you did it in school, so that's pretty cool, like a school project. So they did um, uh, respond back. That's awesome. Okay. Here we go. Joke of the day. These are kind of corny jokes of the day. Again, to get you kind of laughing. And I didn't see um, Mr. Mike uh, Tampa Bay in here, but this is a cat one. All right, guys. And it's silly. I mean, really silly. What do cats like to eat in the summer? Independent night. Mice cream cones. I don't know who thought of these ones, but all right. Um, and then the other one that I had was, what did the beaver say when he swam into a wall? Damn! Mm -hmm. I cussed for you. <laughs> so there's your two corny jokes for the day for you guys to go tell somebody else. <laughs> so, oh, Sorry, I had to take a drink of my coffee. Last week, I talked about kiwis and how, I think it was listeria that they had. Um, and it was those yummy golden ones that Yancey likes. Because uh, I had said I hadn't tried the gold ones yet. <clears throat> well, this came up, and I think the whole listeria thing is over with. But I did post it on the Dina Joe Facebook page. There were certain states, and it was um, kiwis uh, sold between, I think it was, July, June and July, but it's out there um, for you guys to look at. But the fact of the day is, did you know that kiwis can help your body process protein better? Um, and I looked it up and it, and it does, it says they do. Yes. Kiwi fruit can help you digest proteins. Kiwis contain an enzyme called anti-antinectin, actinectin, um, they can help break down proteins. This enzyme is particularly effective in breaking down proteins found in meat, fish, and dairy products. Kiwis are also high in fiber, which can help with your digestion. Um, so there you go. And then they were talking about how tenderize, how you, they can help tenderize meat. Um, I don't know if it's just rubbing, you know, cutting it and rubbing the kiwi on the meat, that it helps tenderize it. I didn't go that far, but it just said that they, it can help um, with breaking down protein. So there you go. Um, I had no idea. So if you have um, problems with um, breaking down protein, um, eat a kiwi. Plus they're yummy. Um, so in trending, uh, Mr. Ed Sharon was just here in Denver this past weekend. And I'd like to know, you know, I don't know if, if some of you have heard of Casa Bonita. 
Um, it is a famous restaurant out here in Denver. And it and when COVID happened, it closed. And all of a sudden, it was kind of like they might it was they might tear it down. Well, um, the South Park gentlemen who um, live in Colorado or else used to live in Colorado were not having it and they bought it and they have been renovating it for some time now and it opened up not too long ago but it has a huge waiting list like you have uh, people were i'm sure they were exaggerating but they were saying like years to get on to get in this waiting list to get in to go eat mexican food and the joke it's good Mexican food now, but back in the day when we went, it was not, it was worse than Taco Bell. <laughs> it was pretty bad uh, Mexican food. Um, so, but he was able to get in there. How in the heck did he, was he able to get in? Just, I mean, is that all about having some money, some dough, the, some being famous that you can just be able to walk right in and get your get while everybody, all of us little people have to wait to, to be able to go to Casa Bonita and see the people cliff diving? Come on. And Sharon, that's not fair. Anyway, he enjoyed Casa Bonita. I guess it's all over one of his Instagram or whatever. He posted pictures of it. So um, that's where he went to go eat when he came here. <laughs> that's funny. Um, and uh, I know I've said your name quite a few times, Yancy, but you're the only person I know that ate... The try, I shouldn't say ate because you just tried a spoonful of that awful ranch ice cream. Well, that brand, that Van Leeuwen um, uh, brand of ice cream. Yeah, wait, they have a new one out. Oh, my friend, bobble-headed butt cheeks is in the house. Gotta love him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever thinks I'm going to say his name, but I do. Hi. Good to see you. Anyway, Van Leeuwen ice cream. Wait for it, Andy. Um, they have a new ice cream out, sweet and savory. Um, it is, and it's in collaboration with Uber. <laughs> it, let me get to where the ingredients is. Um, here we go. Um, it's barbecue gold cornbread crumble. Um, and it went out on August 15th. And they always have these at Walmart. You can always find these weird um, ones that I'm talking about. And they're usually on the end cap is what they, the Walmart person told me. Anything that's new um, that they're trying to put out there, they put them on the end cap. So um, it's barbecue gold cornbread crumble. The unique ice cream concoction combines a sweet harvest corn ice cream base with delightful honey cornbread chunks and tangy sweet barbecue swirl finish um a pint of this is going to cost you ten dollars and fifty cents but oh is this one you can't get in the store i don't know but uber one members get 10 percent off and no delivery fee when they place their order through the app Huh, I wonder if you can only get it through Uber. Um, pints can also be per oh no, pints can also be purchased through Uber members in person at Van Leeuwen shops nationwide with proof of your membership. Um, and I guess are they in New York? It looks like New York. Um so let's see. Uh yeah, I don't know about that. 
Mm. Yeah, I don't think I'd try it. <laughs> it doesn't sound somebody needs to go to jail over these lasers. I don't know. If, and if you look at their website, they have like really weird ones that they've always done in the past. Like they have a macaroni and cheese one that they did. Nothing that seems like it would be good in ice cream. No. Yeah, I know. Chill gel. Yeah. No, that's ice cream. And this same brand, if you hadn't heard um, earlier this year, had a ranch flavored ice cream ranch and Yancey in the chat actually tried a spoonful of it and to hear him try it over the air it was pretty hilarious it it just yeah they have all of these really weird um flavors um so <laughs> yeah that's their latest um we have a few minutes before before music and I wanted to um, ask my Canadian friend, he might be busy. Um, oh, but they have these, in, they've invaded Kansas. So Yancey, have you seen um, these invasive jumping worms that have spread to um, 15 states? I guess it's these, they're Asian and they invaded Canada and they're jumping all over Canada, the highly invasive jumping worm, they're all over Canada. And then they're in parts of um, <clears throat> Wisconsin, Missouri, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Ohio, Texas, Louisiana, Indiana, Kansas, Indi Kentucky, Tennessee, and Oklahoma. Um, they're weird. They have like a little stripe at the end. Um, they're long worms. And then at the end, they have like a white stripe, like a, a an inch in on the end, they have a stripe. And they said that they took, there's Mike Tampa Bay. Hi, Mike. That they um, destroy your garden. Um, they go through and they, um, they eat all the nutrients in the soil. And then they leave um, the, what they're, what they poop out. It looks like coffee grinds, it says. It says that they don't need a male or female to mate. They just multiply. They just continue to lay these eggs everywhere and multiply. And then they destroy your garden and stuff. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's terrible. <laughs> Hi, Lynn Relina. Good to see you. I can't imagine. I'm like, I don't want any of these guys in my garden. Mm -mm. Yeah, I'll have to send you. I'll post a picture of them. Yeah, I know. Weird, huh? But I guess they're they're hopping all over Canada. They said that they're um they've invaded Canada, and uh, and the woman said that she could she was sitting. Okay, listen. She said she was sitting by her fire outside, and she could hear something something rustling in her garden. And she turned around, and it was a worm. How could you hear? It must be a pretty darn big worm if you can hear it. Don't you think? Worms don't make noises. <laughs> um, they don't die. They multiply. Yeah, I know. They don't die. They do multiply. And then, like I said, they don't need, they don't need another, they don't need another person, another worm to, to have babies. They just squirt out babies everywhere. It's gross. Yeah, I haven't seen them, but they're just, they're look like a regular worm until at one, on one end of it, about an inch in, there is a white stripe. Um, and it, they, I haven't looked at a, a video to see if they are actually jumping, but I guess they do make some type of noise. 
Um, but yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Oops, sorry. What did you do? What did you do, Bobblehead? You just liked the show. Are you sorry for liking the show? All right. Well, I'm going to get into music anyway. I'm going to get into... Oh, you know what? I was... This one out. Um, Chill Jolly Bay. I was in another screen. I think I need two screens. I need two screens. <laughs> so I can see it at all times. All right. Well, stop that right away. All right. So we're doing double play um, Mondays. And so two songs by each artist. And I'm continuing with um, the rock uh, era um, because I didn't get to play some of these last week. Um, and the first uh, artist I have is Yes. Um, the first song by Yes is going to be I've Seen All Good People. So a little bit about the song. This is an anti-war song. The term I've Seen All Good People is all the people, including the so-called enemy. The line, don't surround yourself with yourself, refers to self-righteous behavior. Move on back to squares is a chess term, meaning to retreat and rethink your position. Um, the lyrics also refer to the queen, which is the most versatile and powerful chess piece. It talks about how news is captured for use by the queen, which uses forces to take control and manipulate troops against the enemy. War is like a game of chess. With the line, send an instant comment to me, initial it with loving care. This um, song refers to instant karma, which was a song recorded by John Lennon in the earlier years. Lennon was a huge um, influence on Yes, who converted the Beatles song, Every Little Thing, on their first album. The line, just remember that the gold is for us to capture all we want anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Refers to rich and powerful, victimizing the weak and poor. Um, the U.S. was taken off the gold standard by Richard Nixon, August 15th, 1971, the same year this was released. So here is Yes with the first I've Seen All Good People. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day so satisfied I'm on my way. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day so satisfied I'm on my way. Welcome, Pawasanani. Welcome. Take a strength and stronger cards to the corner of the night. Make the walk we know so fast. She hasn't got time to make you go by. Cause it's time, it's time, it's time with your time and this news is Welcome, I didn't see you. Good to see you. 
Thank you, bobbleheaded butt cheeks, for the like. <laughs> Welcome, K E B J P D Q. You just like to hear me say your name, don't you? <laughs> Thank you, Yancy. Thank you, Mama Bear. All right. So that was our first song by Yes. I've seen all the people off their album, the Yes album, 1971. We're going to move on to the second song, um, Roundabout, um, and a little bit about that song. This it was Yes's breakthrough hit and one of their most well-known songs. But the band wasn't looking for a hit at the time. The album version ran eight minutes and 29 seconds, but was edited to three minutes, 27 seconds for release as a single. Um, it then climbed to number 13 on the U.S. Hot 100, giving the band their biggest hit until um, Owner of the Lonely Heart in 1983. The lyrics describe a psychedelic country life with allusions to um, driving. A roundabout is... Uh, <laughs> is one of those things, at least out here in Colorado, uh, really messes with people's brains on what to do. <laughs> it's supposed to make traffic run more smoothly, but in the case out here, not so much. Um, anyway, we all know what a roundabout is. The lake mentioned in the song um, is Loch Ness, which John Anderson saw when he was riding through Scotland. Um, the song is known as a showcase for music musicianship of yes, notably the keyboard work of Rick Wakeman and the acoustic guitar intro played by Howell. Um, Fragile was Wakeman's first album with the band. So here is Yes with Roundabout. Roundabout. 
I picked a good one. Good. <laughs> You be nice to Mama Bear <laughs> and her round of boot. <laughs> Bye, Miss Lizzie. You have a great day, too. Much love. Bye back and be safe out there, girl. Oh, this damn thing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't know why it's doing that. Hi, Jay. Welcome. Mama Bear. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Thank you, Yancy. album Fragile in 1971. 
I will have to have a music day and play these in their entirety. <laughs> One of these Tuesdays or Thursdays. All right, moving on to the next um, double play, and it's going to be Led Zeppelin. Um, the first one song by them is going to be Going to California. Second one, Hey, Hey, What Can I Do? But a little bit about going to California. Um, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant wrote this song, drawing inspiration from Joni Mitchell specifically her song, California. Mitchell lived in the musically fertile but earthquake-prone Laurel Canyon area, area of Los Angeles. And that area was really cool, but it had did a lot of um, these musicians would rent houses in there, but they, they would have, they wouldn't, but people would have parties and we would go up there and go to the parties. I never went to, not that I went to any of the parties with these guys, that would have been cool, but just high school people but it was that was laurel canyon in california it was like a party place page and plant were both enthralled by joni mitchell's songwriting and going to california the guys in the song um is looking for a girl just like her one with love and in, in her eyes and flower in her hair um who plays guitars and cries and sings this is the acoustic song with no drums so john bonham sat this one out jimmy page played two different guitars on the track a 12 string and a six string and john paul jones played the mandolin here is going to california thank you fats man well thank you bp I'm going to pause it right there before the chat goes too far. Um, Yancey's last comment right there where you can see coffee bill department of memes merchandise that's his you guys go in there and visit him and he's got merchandise and he's got great stories um so that's all the information right there so now back to going to california And uh, Mr. Chilldale, are you doing um, podcasts again? I am, yes. Well, I haven't got a chance to listen, but I do follow. So follow. Bobble-headed butt cheeks. He's another one of our friends here that has a podcast. Welcome, chill jelly. 
find the queen without a king That's when she plays guitars and cries and sings La 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 Find a white man with some steps of the door Find a fire Standing on the hill on the mountain and dream, telling myself it's not as hard, hard, hard as it seems. Just like this song. All right, so we're gonna go on now to um, the song "Hey Hey, What Can I Do." Um, about that song until it was released on Led Zeppelin's um, box set in 1990. This could only be found in America on the B-side of the Immigrant Song and in England on the Atlantic Records record sampler. Um, its scarcity added to its appeal and helped keep the song on classic rock playlists for many years. The song was re-recorded with the intention of re-releasing it as a single. This was odd because Zeppelin put out very few singles in order to put a put it on premium on their albums. Led Zeppelin never played um, this song live, although Jimmy Page and Robert Plant played it um, on their 1995 tour. So here is Led Zeppelin with Hey Hey, What Can I Do? Hi, Chill Jelly. Thank you, Bethany. Once you look so fine. She's the only one that I'm a dreamer of. Someday she will be all mine. I want to tell her that I love her so. I feel it in every touch. I need to tell her she's the only one I really love. Thank you, BB. Thank you, Mike. I got a woman to stay drunk all the time. I said I got a little woman and she won't let you. Sunday morning when we go down the church, see the men folks standing in line. I'm going to pray to the Lord, my little girl, she's so fine. I knew that even when the sun is sinking low, we have a thought with the one ring I'm in town, keep on searching all around. I'm going to drink on the ground. I got a long, 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 how you doing Guess it's just one thing you have for me to do. Well, I pack my bags and move on my way. I don't want to with guitars played. All right, so that is Led Zeppelin with their second song, Hey, Hey, What Can I Do? off the album Coda Deluxe 
edition. And the first song, Going to California, was on Led Zeppelin in 1971. We are going to move on to um, two songs by The Who. Um, the first one, Squeezebox. Second one, Eminence Front. Um, so a little bit about Squeezebox. Um, is slang term for an accordion, but it's also slang for a woman's private parts, it says. The band just wanted to see if they could get away with singing about the joys of explicit sex. In the liner notes um, to Pete Townsend um, compilation album Scoop, he wrote that he recorded the song for fun one day when he had bought himself an accordion. The accordion gave him the song a polka-esque rhythm and were intended as a um, poorly aimed, dirty joke, he said. Um, Townsend had no thought of it ever becoming a hit. Roger Daltrey had always been fond of the song. Um, he said in, in an interview, what's great about Squeezebox is that it's so refreshingly simple, an incredibly catchy song, a good jolly. I've never had a problem with the song because it doesn't pretend to be anything other than what it really is. And I love that about it. Live audiences love it. Nothing wrong with a little bit of in and out, mate. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Here's nothing wrong with a little bit of in and out. Here's squeeze box by the who. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Hi, Shelby. Hi, hi. Good to see you. <laughs> hi, D. All day sweet, playing all night. about it, Yancy. I had no idea either. <laughs> Dear Lord, help us. <laughs> okay, now that we all know what the squeeze box is all about, <laughs> we're going to move on to um, the second song by The Who, Eminent Friend. Um, <laughs> a little bit about Eminent Friend. 
now. Oh no, where did it go? Hold on. Now you guys gotta listen to this for a minute. All right, so there we go. Eminent fronts. Um, eminence is a high power or frame, or so eminence front is an illusion of such as Pete Townsend indicates with the line, it's a put on. He said the song is about the absurdity of drug fueled um gen uh being drug fueled, having drugs, possibly related to the Antivan detox program he actually went through shortly before writing this song. Whether I was pointing finger at myself or the cocaine dealers on Miami Beach, it's hard to recall, he said. The song criticizes the excess of the wealthy, including stockbrokers who work with other people's money, sharing crash, hopes are dashed um, in those lyrics. Um, it foreshadows how 1980s progressed becoming known as the me decade or the decade of greed. Um, dang, that seems like that's what we're going through right now. Um, the me decade. Um, so here we are, um, the who, I mean, friends. Good, Shelby. Thank you for the like. Thank you, Yancy. Thank you, Billy D. Thank you, Mike.
Thank you, Mr. BP. All right, guys, that is um, for who? Anna and its friends. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> 1982. Um, we're gonna move on to some Judas Priest. Um, the first song, You've Got Another Thing Coming. Second song, Breaking the Law. So um, you've got another thing coming. Um, the ultimate YOLO. Um, and I only had no idea what YOLO meant. <laughs> so I had to look it up. And it means you only live once. I had no idea. I know, I know. Um, so it says the ultimate YOLO song, You've Got Another Thing Coming, is one of Judas Priest's most popular tracks. Lead singer Rob Halford said in an interview about the lyrics, just this attitude that we're always, that we always had in Priest. Um, and I dare say we've always had it in our personal way of dealing with issues that are sent to challenge us. It's always wrapped up in a heavy metal community culture of a way we support each other with our metal. It's very much a song of hope and rising about the issues and difficulties that come our way. It's the song of resilience. Okay, here we go. Jesus Priest, you got another thing coming. I remember seeing these guys in concert and he came out on his motorcycle. Thank you, Chill Jelly. Thank you, Billy D. Thank you, Yancey. Thank you, Benjamin. Thank you, Hawk.
Thank you, Miss Shelby. That is, you've got another thing coming off Screaming for Vengeance 1982. We're going to move on so we can get to freaking the law. Um, hopefully it sounds a little bit, that one sounded like it was going in and out. Um, this song was extremely simple, main riffs and chorus, was released as a single from the British Steel album. It was one of Judas Priest's biggest breakthrough songs. It is now considered one of the most famous hard rock heavy metal songs ever. The song featured some sound effects, including the sound of breaking glass and a police siren. The band um, were recording in British Still at Tintenhurst Park, which was the home of the Beatles drummer Ringo Starr. Um, sampling did not exist at the time, so for the breaking of glass, the band used mil milk bottles. The milkman brought them that morning, and the police siren was actually guitarist K.K. Downing using a whammy on his Stratocaster. So here is Judas Priest with Breaking the Law. Mr. Mike. Thank you, Dee. Devil Play with uh, Judas Priest, Breaking the Law of the album British Steel in 1980. We're going to move on to a little Deep Purple. Two songs by Deep Purple, Highway Star, Woman from Tokyo. Um, Highway Star, um, this is the opening track on Machine Head, an album recorded in Montrex, Switzerland, um, by which, um, by not where... It wasn't intended to be recorded there. T Purple wanted to record it in a concert venue um, to get the acoustics of a live performance. So they 
booked the Montreal uh, Casino. The day after they arrived in Switzerland, Frank Zappa played at the casino. Um, Deep Purple was in the audience and saw a um, the place light up, literally. Someone shot a flare into the ceiling um, that caught fire and set the wooden building ablaze. Everybody got out safely, but it burned to the ground. Um, they ended up at the Grand Hotel um, where they were staying as a studio using the Rolling Stones mobile truck to record. Um, this unit was a 16-track studio on wheels, um, was what they planned to record with um, all along, but they ended up parking it outside the hotel instead of the casino. So here they are, Deep Purple with Highway Star. And remember, Wednesday, um, we're starting the first day of songs from the movie Days and Confused. It'll be two days, this coming Wednesday and then the following Wednesday. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Days and Confused, watch it like me. I need to watch it tonight. <laughs> Hi, Patricia. Welcome. I had your welcome. So we can get to the next song. Um, like I already said, Women from Tokyo. That was Highway Star, Machine Head, 1972. Um, Women from Tokyo off the album, Who Do We Think We Are, wrote this song actually even before going to tour in um, Japan. So I 
Gotcha, PLJ. <laughs> I'm going to cut it off so we can get the last two songs in. Deep Purple, Woman from Tokyo. Who do we think we are, 1973? All right, the last two songs are going to be from Blue Oyster Cult. Of course, Don't Fear the Reaper is the first one. Um, Buck Drama describes this as a love song where the love transcends the actual physical existence of partners. He was taken aback when um, he learned that many listeners heard it as an encouraging suicide. It advocates courage in the face of death, but it is no way suggests that we should actively bring it about. So here, um, there was a whole lot more, but I just want to play the song. Here is um, BOC with Don't Fear the Reaper. And cowbell. Yes, we need more cowbells. <laughs> I need to give me a cowbell. Ding, ding, ding.
Hi, Happy. You came to the right place. Thank you, Shelby. That is, of course, Don't Fear the Reaper, Blue Oyster Cult, off the album Agents of Fortune, 1976. We're going to play their next one that I have um, for double play, um, Burning for You. Uh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Burning for You, um, a little bit about that song. In an interview, Burning is, for Dharma said, Burning for You is a Richard Metzer lyric that probably has the most sincere sentiment of my view. I wrote the music um, to that because I thought I would do a good job, and I guess I did. He wrote it with Richard Metzer, um, the rock writer who often contributed lyrics to the band. So here they are, Burning for You. Thank you, BP. Thank you, Yancy. Thank you, Billy D. Thank you, Bam Bam. <laughs> Home in the city. Home isn't pretty. Ain't no home for me. Home in the darkness. Home on the highway. Home isn't my way. And I'm gonna be burn out the day. Burn out the night. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Burning for you off the album Fire of Unknown Origin, 1981. Yeah. So that is it. Um, thank you guys so much for being here today. Um, let me see if I can get this to go. I'm gonna um again Wednesday we're gonna do the first segment of Dazed and Confused. Um, the the music off the movie. Sorry, it's going to take two days because there's so many good songs on um, that soundtrack. I can't wait to see it. So we'll do that on Wednesday. And then Friday, of course, is like dance up beat music. But I am going to leave you like I always leave you guys. Oh, no, no, no. It's got to be louder than that. <laughs> no, that's sad. <laughs> There we go. Be the reason someone smiles today. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. And if nobody's told you lately, I appreciate you guys so very much and love you more than the world. I swear I do. You guys mean the world to me. Um, every Monday and Wednesday and Friday, it helps me to um, get through my days. So I appreciate you guys so very much. Thank you, Mike, for all that. Thank you guys so much for all the likes. It had to be so good to see you. I'm glad you were here. Hope you guys enjoyed the music, Billy D. That was for you. <laughs> no, I know. I've never seen it. I And I've been, I was looking forward to buy it. So I, I'm going to just buy it on line and pay for it but um i'd like to have it you know what i mean because it, it has so much good music and i've never yeah matthew mcconaughey all the people in there i was like wow and then i got a bunch of facts about it it was crazy so yeah i can't believe i've never seen that movie before so you guys have a good rest of your day and i will see you on wednesday that was loud. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot, a lot of actors and actresses. It was crazy. And from what I read, it was um, the producer, um, he wouldn't let them listen to anything but all of the music um, from 1976 that was in on the show, um, in the movie. So um, they got to listen to it. So yeah. All right, guys. See you on Wednesday. Um, see you around Podbean too. Bye.